how Eastern philosophy can help you grow your business faster and easier than anything else. And this is important because it's likely that you were born somewhere in the US or in Europe. And there is a certain way that we see things, certain way that we think naturally as Westerners. However, that's simply not the case um, in the East, you know, in Asia. And people really think differently there. And listen, business should be easy and not hard. But if you can apply this one single principle, it will help you more than anything else. And this is not about meditating more or whatever. It's not about Zen, anything like that. It's about making more money. All right, it's about making your business even more successful. So look, um, when I was growing my first business years ago, uh, I was also I also went to college, uh, and I studied uh, Japanese linguistics, Japanese philology, and we had this professor that introduced us to the concept of kaizen, and kaizen is basically it means constant improvement, continuous improvement, and this is a philosophy that uh, that Toyota the car manufacturing company has applied in 1950s when they were struggling to keep up with you know with america and and these massive transformations that were ongoing in the society and they struggled to keep up with all the dis- disruptors right so they just applied this philosophy of continuous improvement of tiny little steps of improving one percent a day and uh, it worked they survived you know, you know the economic upheaval in the 60s and they, uh, they grew Toyota to become one of the largest manufacturing car manufacturing companies in the world. And they didn't do it with, with heroic change or effort or anything like that. It was actually quite simple and quite easy. And here's how it works and here's how you, how you can apply it to make more money in your business. So the way Kaizen works, the way this principle of Eastern philosophy really works, is it's totally not intuitive for us, first of all. It's completely not intuitive and it's completely like not sexy <laughs> at all, <laughs> you know, because the way we think as Westerners, the way we think we love to see um, acts of heroism. We love to see heroic leaps, massive big changes. Think about it. The whole, the whole American society was built on like heroic effort, you know, and this disruption, like you hear this word everywhere nowadays, disruption disruptive company everybody wants to disrupt and everybody wants to you know make huge changes problem with that is only the one percent can be really the disruptors and you know it may be you but it may not be you as well but it doesn't mean that you cannot have a really really hugely successful business if you're not this you know heroic disruptor you can also have a hugely successful business and the path to it can be way easier if you can apply this this principle of Eastern philosophy. So basically, like I said, they see things differently. So we see things through the lenses of heroic effort. We, for example, let me give you an example from the weight loss industry. Uh, how many how many times have you seen uh, like these crash diets that you like literally eat nothing for seven days or just drink liquids for seven days and you may lose 10 20 pounds and you get amazing incredible efforts but then what happens after a week what happens after a month you gain all that weight back this stuff don't work you know and look it sells here's the thing so 
it is attractive and it hooks us and we get on that treadmill of okay okay one more i'm just i'm just one thing like one idea away and this is what kind of irked me the wrong way like russell brunson speaks about you're just one funnel away so it's like kind of this degenerate gambling mindset where you're like oh i'm just one funnel away if i could just get this one thing right then everything but it's never about that one massive change it's never about that one heroic action that's how we think in the west it's like the crash diet mindset however how so think about this how likely are you to lose 10 pounds and stay that way for a year if you just don't eat anything for a week well it's likely that you're gonna lose the 10 pounds and it's gonna come back <laughs> sooner or later versus how likely are, are you are you to lose 10 pounds and stay that way for a year if you just eat like literally five percent less smaller portions like every meal is just like you just leave a little bit on your plate that is going to work <laughs> that's not sexy that's not sellable that's not marketable but it is going to work way better than any act of heroism and, and like a massive huge shift transformation like that stuff can get you results short term but it never works long term it's like the, you know you know the story about the tortoise and the hare so we think in the west we think from the lens of the hare however and you know the tortoise always wins however in the east in the eastern philosophy they really think from the lens of like okay i'm the turtle i'm the tortoise i'm just gonna continue to make tiny little steps forward and just you know just keep moving forward make small and tiny improvements so uh I'm, let me give you an example of something really like tangible uh many years ago I started to study uh, copywriting. You know, I used to write copy in my own business in the early 2000s. And uh, I sold a lot of a lot of stuff with, with Google ads and all that kind of stuff. Wrote, you know, wrote copy for television ads, TV ads, radio ads, all that kind of stuff. And then uh, when we closed our company, when we sold our business, that's what, when, when, when my father, we had a family company, that's when my father kind of, uh, he got sick, you know, he got cancer. So we, we closed our company and we moved to the countryside. We sold everything. We just bought a huge ranch. So let him heal, right? And uh, let him enjoy, you know, his, his, his days and whatnot. And uh, when that happens, I was, I was looking for, for something new to do. I, you know, I didn't want to quit my entrepreneurial journey. So uh, I became a copywriter and I wrote copy for businesses. as I worked as a consultant. And when I first started to learn copy... I, uh, my first mentor, one of my first mentors, was someone directly linked to Gary Halbert. If you don't know who Gary Halbert is, he is hands down the best copywriter that's ever lived. Uh, he's, he wrote one letter that was mailed 7,300,000 time, times and literally sold like billions of dollars worth of stuff, low ticket stuff. So he's like a copywriting god, right? <laughs> and... Uh, when I started to study Halbert's materials, and his stuff is available online, you can like check it out. He's he used to have a blog, and uh, he has this post on his blog where he explains a clear path from, like from a complete beginner 
to a master copywriter in one blog post in his eyes, right? And since, since he's the best of all time, I was like, I read that post and I just completely absorbed everything he said. And here's the thing that he's recommended. Getting good at writing copy, and this really applies to everything in business, not just writing copy or whatever. Getting good at writing copy is not about doing this crash course, four-week transformational journey or whatever. Getting good at writing copy all really boils down to this. You need to find the best sales letters of all time, like a couple of them, print them out, grab a pen and paper, and copy them, like literally handwrite these sales letters in your own handwriting with a pen and paper every single day for 30 minutes a day. If you do that for three months, you're professional. If you do that for a year, you're world-class. And well, I've been doing this for how long? I don't know, four years. <laughs> and I can tell you it works. Um, nobody wants to do it. Ain't nobody want to do the hard work, like Ronnie Coleman says. <laughs> Everybody wants to be a bodybuilder, but ain't nobody want to lift the heaviest weights. <laughs> okay? It's hard. And it takes dedication. But look, the thing is, it doesn't really take much time. And I, I, don't want, I don't want to encourage you to do this. This is just an example. But it only takes 30 minutes of my time. And I was able to become a world-class copywriter by dedicating 30 minutes a day. Do you think I could accomplish that in a couple of months? With a crash course, intensive mastermind, God knows what. No, it's just simply not possible. So if you want to grow your business... Do you think you can grow it with some ninja underwater basket weaving funnel? <laughs> or is it better to actually dedicate 10, you know, 15 minutes a day to the things that actually matter and be the tortoise and apply the principle of Kaizen of constant continuous improvement of moving forward towards the goal, not with heroic leaps, which may or may not work, but with Something that works for everyone, every single time, all the time. And this is the, the principle of Kaizen. Constant, continuous improvement. Small steps every single day. If you want to read a book on, on how to do that, you can check out um, the book by Robert Maurer, Kaizen, or Slight Edge. I forgot who's the author. But those are good, two good books about this particular principle. It's, success is really all about the things that are easy to do, but also easy not to do. So for me, not, you know, handwriting copy for 30 minutes a day is something that's super easy to do. I just do it in the morning and that's it. I check it off my list. But it's also easy not to do, you see. It's not something that I have to, you know, have to do, have a burning desire to do. or It's really easy not to do it. When you don't feel like doing it, it's like, oh, maybe I'll skip a day, you know. But it's all about creating like this kind of consistency, uh, like Seinfeld, the comedian, he, somebody asked him, like, during an interview, like, he became, like, the highest paid comedian of all time. Somebody asked him, like, how, how were you able to, be, you know, to accomplish that? And he said, I have a calendar on my desk, and I create, uh, every single day, I work on writing a joke, like, one single joke. And he said that my success really depends on crossing as many consecutive days on my calendar as possible just writing one joke it's not about 
it's a huge change, shift. It's not about some huge, massive disruption. <laughs> it's just being the tortoise. All right. So for your part, your, your, I don't know your, your business, but there are really three things that you should be focusing on at any level, whether that you're get, whether you're just getting started, whether you're pulling six figures, mid six figures, high six figures, you have a seven figure business, doesn't matter. Only three things you need to focus on: your hooks, your stories, and your offers. And you can always improve them. There's always room for improvement, and you don't need any massive overhaul or anything like that. You just focus on making that gradual one percent improvement. So think about your your hooks. Is there a way I can make them more compelling? Is there a way I can make them more attractive? Think about your headlines. Is there one word I could change on my landing page today that would improve conversions? I don't mean rewrite the whole damn thing. No. Is there literally just like one word I could add or remove in order to improve my conversion rates? And if you do that every single day, your the results will be absolutely astonishing. You'll be stunned by how great this is. You just got to do it over and over again and enjoy the process, right? So it's really about the journey, not the destination, like they say. So yeah, if, if you enjoyed this, uh, make sure to check out funnelsandfreedom.com. I wrote a free ebook that will help you uncover your hidden profits that are currently in your business and will allow you to make more money virtually overnight. That's funnelsandfreedom.com. Check it out. And my name is Michael Kolb, and I'm happy to, um, to host you, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.